so high. Welcome to Bin Buddies, Toretto's shitty tuna sandwich. I got it right in the wrap-up. Way! That, that's how it normally goes. That's true. I, I don't. At least you weren't right still trying to say who, what, what, when we did it in the shadows. I, that thing just constantly <laughs> fucked me up, but it was worth it for the show. Uh, me, your host, always Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Matt Zombie Dog Dykes, Joel Dewitt, and Ryan Lutens. Whoop whoop! And I want to again go on record. I think this is the first wrap up episode. I didn't forget to say Zombie Dog. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> that is just officially my name now. Yeah, yeah, and, and as well it should be. I mean, you earned it by being the zombie dog back in the Resident Evil days. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love how I, from one stupid joke, that instead of having a different nickname for each episode, it's just the same nickname each time, and I have a full-on nickname, and I have a fucking patch that I've had designed by an actual graphic designer. And it looks great. my like, airsoft it's and a, stuff. It's a solid so patch. Good. Like, they did a good it's job. It's so good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I love that we got Matt a permanent nickname out of Binge Buddies. It's it's pretty yeah. great, and Joel was here for yeah. it too. Like it wasn't like it was that's that going on my tombstone. Yeah. Nope. If I if I, I get buried, it's going to be Matt Zombie Dog Dykes. <laughs> I appreciate you owning it for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, because it works well for you. Anyhow, let's talk about yeah. Fast and Furious. Um, <laughs> so we spent the last uh more than eleven weeks because we had a couple breaks in there. Uh, talking about Fast and Furious movies. Uh, this was a franchise we're all little sketched to get into it. I know I wanted to. Matt was like, I'm never watching these fucking things. Um, <laughs> Joel was more how the wrong of like, I, was. I won't let someone forces me. Uh, and then that Ryan and Joel on anything. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, was the, I was the gentle push. And by the gentle yeah. push, I'm like, hey, let's do it. And then I gave a gentle push for Hobbins Raw. And I will never hear the end of it. No, you will not. Uh, you you like, really you won't. I watched two versions of Halloween six and I'm more mad at you over fucking Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's fine. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Cause at least, the, at least Halloween six was about 80, a solid 80 minutes long. Oh yeah. Not yeah. Two and a half hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I think we all ended a, a little bit, I think we're all glad we watched them, even if we didn't love every one of them. There is still, there's some amazing filmmaking in these things. I, I think we had a really good ride while going through it. Um, I'm not hearing any great dissent there, so we're all on the same page. Fantastic. No, I mean, if nothing else, <laughs> out of this, like, I got to see a vault being literally driven around streets of Rio, which looks fucking awesome. And I also got like some new soundtracks that I listen to on a regular basis. I had a when I was training to run a 5K, I had a running track, like the vault heist. I had that on a loop every time I was doing the run because it was enough to pump me up to be like, yeah, fuck it. Arr! And then I get back, I'm like, feet hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good song. Like There's, there's a lot of song. really good shit in these movies. And that that's where, uh, that's where this ranking got really hard to kind of narrow down lists. So we have a lot of lists to get through and we're going to do the best we can to go as quickly as we can. Um, Ah, rank like end end ones are always a bit like a little bit longer anyway. A little bit, yeah. But we don't want to keep people all day listening to Fast and Furious lists unless that's what they want. In which case, you know, you you should give the people what they want. And I I I, I demand three hour episodes. God damn it! Seven lists to rank between four of us. It could get a bit dicey. Yeah. So uh, let yeah. let's get started with the. Uh, we're gonna start at the very bottom of the list that I sent out to everybody. It would be the top of the list, I guess. Which would be uh, we're gonna start with our top three favorite cars. And uh, as if you couldn't tell from the nicknames this season, I am not a car guy. I, I know <laughs> shit about cars. 
So I made this list very easy for us, and I gave the qualifier. I do not need a maker model, just favorite cars that stood out. Example would be Roman's dumb orange car in Fast 8. That's not on my list, but I thought it would be a good example. Um, so I'll get the ball rolling. My number three car, because uh, it stood out to me, and I, I won't forget it because I'm like, why the fuck is this stupid car in this stupid fucking movie? And it's Cypher's DeLorean from the beginning of Fast X. Uh, I was excited to see a new DeLorean. I forgot they're even making them until I saw it in this movie. I'm like, oh, yeah. That would, that dumb idea. There it is. Um, so I was the first one was so brilliant and was so reliable. This reliability is what it was known for. Um, <laughs> oh, we lost Matt. No, he's back. Um, I have a friend who owns the original DeLorean. I have a friend who owns the original DeLorean, and it spends 90% of its time in his garage having to do something to fix it. That sounds about right. For those, um, for those keeping track, Matt just had another stroke from last week's episode. Yes, Someone he sure did. Probably... <laughs> Someone should probably check on him. All right, we got a lot of lists to get through. Let me keep talking. Number two is Sean's car flipping car from uh, Shaw's car car flipping car from six. Uh, awesome. I said Sean's at first. I did say Sean at first. Yeah, I was definitely Shaw. No. And yeah, I love that car. It's awesome. Made for great action sequences. And then my number one car, uh, I'm going a little sentimental. It's the first 10-second car that Brian and Don build together, the orange one. It's an awesome car. Like, it's stuck with me forever. And it's uh, probably my favorite thing from that movie is when he rolls up with that car. And he's like, said a 10-second car. He's like, pop the hood. Like, I just, I love that moment so much. <laughs> it just brought me joy. And, uh, yes, yeah, so that car wins. Um, so I'm going to keep going in the order of my screen here. That means Ryan is next. All right. So... As much as, you know, we, we said no honorable engines, I don't have any, but if I did be uh, the gold-plated car from Fast X. But the top three cars are the tank slash rocket car from Fast X. Nice. Uh, you know, that kind of culminates the uh, idea of, you know, the movie that we all wanted with uh, Uncle Jacob and Little B. Uh, next would be number two. So we have the same one, Owen's car flipping car from nice. uh, uh, six. I thought, I mean, just that really cool, especially how he uses it to take out all the columns where the, it was just everything about that car was really cool. And then last but not least, you have to go classic. This is kind of the, everything that started it. Uh, I'm going to say Dom's Charger RT. Uh, it's almost in every movie. It is a staple of the franchise. No matter yeah. how many times it gets destroyed, Correct. it's still yes, he's still working on it. <laughs> That's the only reason it wasn't on my list. I'm like, just let it die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's buried under a mountain. <laughs> uh, Joel, you're up. All right. Uh, my number three is Hans' 1997 Mazda RX-7 from uh, Tokyo Drift. It's just a slick-looking car that uh, fits him perfectly. Uh, just, just is that the very... one that Sean fucks up when he's drifting, or is it the other one? The other one. All right. I'm pretty sure it's the other one. Yeah. See, not not car guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, number two are the flip cars. Um, well, we all like just, those flip cars. They're just battle bots looking bastards. Like Matt, it's just... Matt, you better make it all four of us and have that. Be <laughs> I'm you gonna be really... the dissenting voice, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, that, my, that tracks. <laughs> my my number one was a charger. Like it, it, nice for me. It just had to be. Like, it, it's such a fixture for this entire thing. You got good taste, Joel. I, I, I wish I agreed with you. Just just fucking let it die. Anyhow, Matt. <laughs> so mine's going to be real quick. Space car, number three. Cannon okay. car, number two. Yeah. Number one, The Rock's big armored fucking vehicle in Fast Five. Okay. Fair. Okay. Yeah. That I, definitely I considered list. that. I did. That is a Matt list. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is. I just like the like, space car, cannon car. The, big, <laughs> the Rock's big armored vehicle in Fast Five. Uh, All right. 
we're moving on to music. This one uh, apparently was very tough for a lot of people. For me, it was very easy. So I, I've been listening to these songs since these movies came out. And uh, these still five are like on all my running playlist, on my driving playlist. I love them. So it's very easy for me. But I want to see how the rescue struggled and continuing how we usually do. Second now goes first. Ryan, you're up. Okay. So I had a real hard time picking between uh, That's How We Roll. And I'm a, this is this just brought back a lot of my college memories. But uh, so I went with this one and not That's How We Roll. So I could be shooting myself in the foot. But the Gasolina remix that was featured in Fast X, man, it just brought and it was just a good remix. Everything. It just brought back a lot of memories. Um, number four is Six Days from Tokyo Drift. Uh, that song is just, it's so good. It's just, it has a very great underlying tone and just the way they use it in the montages, perfect. Uh, three is going to be See You Again by Wiz Khalifa. You got to have this on your list. This is the song. It is a perfect tribute to Paul Walker's character and the send-off that they give him. If this song is not on any of all of your lists, is a, um, yeah, anyway, moving on. Um, number two is Danza Kudrow. Yeah. Uh, that's, is that on five or six? I think it's on. That's in five. It's on five. So, yeah. um, and the, yeah, that's right. So five. Th- that song is just it's synonymous with the movies it plays in later. And then last but not least, uh, my favorite is the one I've talked about in other episodes uh, from part uh, part five. We own it. Um, I just love that song. It's just it's catchy. It's just I just like it. So that's mine. That's my list. Joel. Okay, I was one that struggled with this mostly because there's a lot of good music yes. in this series. Uh, you could do a whole list or, or a series of uh, articles about like top fast and fur- furious music that isn't the headliner stuff, but I I veered towards the probably stuff that's more often thought of. Uh, number five, Tokyo Drift. I just think that does such a perfect job at the start of that movie giving you the sense of like you're in a different place you're out of your depth uh this is whole new jungle territory and it's just very catchy and uh even though i don't understand any of the the lyrics that they got the right tempo and tenor so very a lot of them are english (laughs) yeah uh number four conlocura from uh fast six uh this series likes to do a lot of uh hispanic inspired or uh kind of mariachi style music and i think this is probably one of the cleanest tracks where they've done that and it just has the right flow and and tempo of uh number three act a fool because how do you not have ludicrous on your list i don't this is i feel bad now (laughs) (laughs) i do too uh number two is fail bait by dead mouse uh i just i like he's always a very solid musician and and this tracks and then number one see you again um it it just it's tied too much to a very tender experience and it it's it's hard not to include that i made a mistake my song that my top one was on six so that's my bad Mm. that's a good list joel uh matt let, let's hear the scores <laughs> yeah because you'll notice a theme with who does the music <laughs> who does the songs that i'm choosing so coming in at number five from fast x is won't back down orchestral only though by brian tyler <laughs> uh number four a completely insane plan from furious seven by brian tyler number three dante's inferno from fast x by brian tyler <laughs> And number two, Downtown Tokyo Chase from uh, Tokyo Drift by Brian Tyler. And that one like that one nearly ended up actually at the top of my list because Tokyo Drift was the first time in watching these films where I was like, oh, 
I really like the music in these films mm-hmm. because like it was the first, like bringing Brian Tyler on I think was the best decision they ever made in terms of like the score so I because every all the other ones before that it's so forgettable because it's just all the normal popular music, Action music. that the kids that yeah. the kids are listening to that they they sort of like put in that just makes no sense but then coming in at number 1 how can it be anything other than Vault Heist by Brian Tyler, because <laughs> I have sucked that song's dick so much that, <laughs> you know, it has no balls left now. It, 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 they're so dry. And, but it is just such an amazing track because it's it's one of those songs where it's an action set piece, it, but it's 10 minutes long. But there's not, like, repetition. It's not the same thing over and over again. It's got this build-up. It's got this sort of, like the way the music goes through, and it's so fucking good. If you've never listened to any of the actual score, and if you choose one of them to listen to, go listen to Vault Heist and just listen to the way that that's composed because it is so good because you get that. It goes up and it's down, and it's it's so fucking good. So, yeah. Cool. Bye, Brian Tyler. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, this is where I was going to have a lot of honorable mentions, but Joel threw some hard shade at our honorable mentions tendency. So uh, I don't There's have so any. many, so many lists. I know. Uh, so I, I didn't do it. <laughs> I, I won't even say what they were. Uh, so I'm going to go with my number five. Uh, I'm agreeing with Joel. Uh, Tokyo Drift by Teriyaki Boys. Uh, that's a solid song. Like I, I listen to it a lot. Like uh, like just the opening hook. I wonder if they know how they live in Tokyo. Like I'm, I'm in every time. Uh, it's just an awesome song. Uh, number four is uh, Bang featuring MIA by Ray Ray. Uh, I remember working at AMC whenever I went in to clean up the theater when four after four played and that song was playing that bang, 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 bang. I'm like, ah, oh, I love this. This is great. Um, number three is We Own It, Wiz Khalifa. It's a great song. Uh, number two, See You Again, Wiz Khalifa again, because that's like uh, that song will make me tear up if I listen to it at like the wrong time, just because it just, it just hits such a good song. Um, And then my number one, because I've never stopped listening to it since like the day I walked out of the theater, I found the song, I bought the song. It's been constant rotation ever since Denza Kaduro, because it's just a kick ass song. Like that thing just gets me pumped up. I can drive down the highway to it. I can run to it and read to it. Perfect song. Love it. Maybe not drive to it because you might end up getting pulled over for speeding. (laughs) That's true. <laughs> good list. I love that we're all kind of like we're like same but not same. So this is good so far. Yeah, really. Even my list. Yeah, you know the scores are a testament <laughs> to. The, I'm, I'm telling you, like good choice going score like, again. If Joel let me have honorable mentions, we would have agreed a little bit more. Like somebody <laughs> had to go ruin that. Ah, fuck it, I, I just think I just think it's I think it's quite amusing. That, like everyone's put chosen like the popular songs and that. Like, I've just gone fully scores and you think we've all got very similar lists. No, I. <laughs> Your Mine is just so out of left field. Still fits. Yeah. Still works. You know why? It it's still music from the movies. So therefore, we're all yeah. on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Joel, you are up first for top five bad guys. All right. Fuck there might be a up. little there might be a little bit of squirrely to my my uh-huh. uh list here. So number five is Jacob Toretto. Uh because of his time in Fast X, I couldn't care about him less as the villain in his movie. Uh, number four is Hobbs because in that movie where he was an antagonist, I found himself a lot more of an opposing force and found him interesting as a, a sort of secondary enemy. Uh, number three, Takashi from Tokyo Drift. I think he just played that kind of 
uh, spoiled, entitled brat, but then also having the juxtaposition of him being subservient to his mob boss father. Uh, interesting. Uh, and then two is Owen Shaw and one is Deckard Shaw. And I'll just leave it at that. Not a bad list. I don't think I agree with you at any point, but not a bad list. <laughs> well, we might one of them. There's a few that I'm one changing of, my head Two of them. I agree with two of them. Yep. <laughs> one we'll and two. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll find out now because if I'm not mistaken, it's me next, right? Yes, it is. Go for it. Yeah. So for me, coming in at five, Braga. Like as as much as I did not really think much of Fast and Furious, he's actually a really good character. And like I know they do, they do the stupid like oh I'm actually Brago, but the way that they carry him over into Furious Six as well, I think he's he's much he's really good in that like you know the actor as well which I forget his name, but he he gives an amazing performance as that sort of like really nasty kind of villain. Uh, number four is uh, DK in Tokyo Drift, which I think is. Takeshi as well. Yeah, I think yeah. that's yeah. Um I love that character. And I I talked about it a lot on the episode, and you have like he is such a believable character. He's such he's one of the most realistic characters in this entire franchise, I think. Which is insane to think that, you know, it, it's in the film that has basically none of the main actors in, but they got this really good actor but also really well-written and really believable character that is, like, in front of, like, the people who he can scare and everything. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm the man and everything. Like that. You know, really kind of, like, swinging it, swinging his dick around. But then the juxtaposition of, like, when he's speaking to his uncle, the big Yakuza boss guy, he is, like, a small child. He's like, yes, sir, yes, sir, very... And I just love that. And, and like I said in the episode, it reminded me so much of like characters in Tokyo Vice, which is very grounded in re and like the fact that a Fast and Furious film is making me think of something so grounded and realistic. Insane. I, I think it speaks to the scope of the movie though. Like the, yeah. the boss needs to match the scope and tone of the movie. And given that this is more like a a, a set of young kids almost uh, on yeah. the streets that they made sense that that'd be like the it's like being the bid bully on on the school grounds yeah stick dk in fast x and you're like what the fuck is going on here right. it, it, like, <laughs> it fits the film perfectly and it fits the tone like his character and everything i like it um, i'm trying to play a gangster but when the gangsters are there he's a kid so yeah well done yeah it's very 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 well done um Number three, Reyes in Fast Five. I think he's such a good character. Like the actor who plays him is so great. But I also think the character, especially in, I'm assuming, the well, I know it's in the, the the director's cut version because of what Ryan was saying. I had no idea that they cut that scene out as well in the bank. And you get so much about it. Like you know, he's he's like he's a version of Pablo Escobar. You know, yeah. like by by their loyalty and and stuff like that and. You know, we got more of that kind of like in backstory wise, a little bit from in Fast X, you find out that, you know, what he was like. And yeah, I think he's great. Uh, what I didn't think was great was the really poor CGI to make him look like he looked in Fast Five when they shot the stuff of Fast X. Oh, my God. Yeah, he looked pretty bad. Didn't even mention that last week. But Jesus Christ, like, you know, 
slow down on the on the airbrushing, guys. Jesus, it's like <laughs> waxworks there. Uh, number two is Deckard Shaw. Like the minute you are introduced to him, the minute you're introduced to him in that hotel room, not hotel room, the hospital, hospital room. Yep, the hospital room. Weird fucking hotel. If that's what your hotels look like, um, it's just so badass. But it's not just like I'm so fucking cool. It's you, you, you're getting told of like what this guy's capable of doing without even having to see it. You, you, because you can then inter like whatever we think of is going to be way better than whatever they could have shot. Like the fact that he went in, like, like a force of nature and just wiped out everyone in this hospital, like every sort of like security guard in this hospital. And you just see the aftermath of this, of the destruction. He's so great, such a fucking good villain. And then going at number one, Dante. Because I'm sorry, Momoa is that film. Take him out of that and it's shite. But he is so good. He is like, he's not just a mustache twirling bad guy though. There's actual character depth and development in there. Like, you know, he has solid reasons behind it. Yes, he has the like the really insane, like, I'm a villain and I'm evil. But there is actually reason behind it. And you can see there are moments where the sort of the psychotic mask kind of falls a little bit and he shows his real anger at Dom. And it's kind of like, it's so nuanced at times. It's insane to say about Fast X because there's no nuance in any of these films. <laughs> but then Momoa comes in and just fucking blows it away. Like, I, I love that character. I, yeah. It is so well well performed. So yeah, like that's the only thing that Fast X is coming first on though. Yeah, uh <clears throat> likewise. Um <laughs> so, so for my top five bad guys, uh again, Joel's lack of honorable mentions ruined my list. Uh, but I'm fine <laughs> with it. And my number five my number honorable mention had to get moved to number five because it's more important than what was number five. Um it's a little meta, but I, it's done more damage this bad guy if you will to the fast family than anything else and the Vin more Diesel. entertaining than most of them <laughs> is it Vin Diesel's ego Vin Diesel and the rock is my number five bad guy because <laughs> <laughs> it has done so much damage to the fast family acceptable oh, I'll oh allow my it. god <laughs> Not a love oh, love. That, is, that is so good <laughs> I thought it was going to be like Vin Diesel's ego. And then as soon as you said, it's Vin Diesel and the rock spewed. I was like, oh. I thought it was going to be rock saying some bitch. (laughs) I really, a little part of me. uh, I mean, it could have just been the rock's ego, to be fair. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I think that's done more damage to the family than any of the villains in the movie. So (laughs) that's what gets my number five spot. Uh, number four, really? getting far more serious with the list is uh, Herman Reyes from uh, Part Five. Uh, everything Matt said. Matt makes my list a lot easier. Just listen to what he said. Uh, number three is uh, DK slash Takashi. I'm glad that he's popping up on all of our lists because he's such a good fucking villain. Um, my number two, I, I only wanted to pick one Shaw. I didn't want to let two of them get on here, uh, so I went with Owen just because the as much as I love Statham in this movie. He's so cartoonish. He just pops up out of nowhere all the time. And it just kind of, as awesome as he is, it just kind of took the character in a little bit. Whereas Owen just felt like more of like an actual villain uh, mm-hmm. without like that cartoonish superpower. Um, not saying anything's wrong with that. He's still great. It's just, that's why I gave it to Owen. And the reason I only want to have one Sean here is because I already had two Reyes on here and Dante is my number one. 
Um, I don't want my, my five lists being, or all four spots taken up by two families. Uh, so I had to mix it up a little bit. But uh, yeah, Dante wins because of everything Matt said and everything we said last week. Momoa fucking crushed it. Just give me that scene with him and the two corpses and he's already number one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Ryan. So it's it's probably appropriate that I go last when it talks about villains because I'm the one that says you make a good villain, you make a good movie. So um, I, it, I I had six and it took me a, a little bit to, to sit there and think about how am I going to make this work because you, I had... You know, <laughs> the one time I put my foot down... <laughs> it's all your fault, we know. The, the one time... It's okay. Listen, just an opportunity to pile on, right? When you paint a target on your back, we're going to take shots. Listen, (laughs) I was able to do it and I kind of went the route that Brian did, but I will continue. So here we go. (laughs) So number five is the only thing that makes it from Hobbs and Shaw uh, is Brixton. I think that that idea, you know, just the fact that he does it, it's Idris Elba. He does not give a shit. He phoned it in, and he was. Just it's Idris Elba not actually caring, though. No, it is not. It is not him caring, and it, and it lends to the character. So, um, I, I didn't like the whole superhuman, but there was things about him that just kind of were like, okay. Um, so to me, that's it was fine. You know, there was just things about him that were really kind of menacing, and you know, to see kind of like the pain and the anguish that he goes through to be better is kind of what makes him more. Um, on a human scale, like you, you kind of relate to him, like he's always oh, getting his back. I don't even know, but it is what it is. So, um, he knocked off a Shaw brother because we'll get into it later. Number four is, I think, the only thing from part two, but Carter Verone. Uh, I, I he was think... my he was at five for me until I saw Fast X and Dante uh, jumped in at number one. Carter, Carter Verone, um, you know, you've got two people and the next one is, is Hernan Reyes, but two people that have power and know how to use power in a very evil way. And um, the reason why Carter is less is because he uses more force, like he's more of a violent power person, uh, whereas Hernan Reyes is more of a power influencer and gets his way that way. Um, they know what he can do, whereas Carter almost constantly has to uh, show what he does, but he's very manipulative. And I think that's very uh, crucial to what he does in the whole thing and how he flushes out what's going on. So I just thought that that was very good. Hernan Reyes is number three, everything that Matt said, but this is the guy that has power and knows how to use power. He's shown that he is, um, ruthless, but now he does, he just takes, he's a businessman. I think that that's really good. Um, Next is Dante. Unfortunately, he's not on my list. It was very hard to not have him in my number one, but I have a very good reason of why having number one in my number one. Uh, but he is just, he he's a man out for revenge, and that's all he knows. And he is just, if, if it was anybody other than Jason Momoa, he would, never would have made this list. Because any other person would have taken the role seriously, whereas knowing what he won, he wanted it to be eccentric. Um, he saw an opportunity and he went for it and he hit the bar and probably got the gold medal and probably could jump another 20 feet. Hopefully we see that in, in the sequel. Uh, last but not least uh, is a Shaw. Choosing between Deckard and Owen was very difficult, uh, but I think the motivating factor, we would not have Deckard if we didn't have Shaw. And I think Shaw is more of an eco-terrorist. And I think his whole point, Deckard was just there to... Um, you know, mess things up for Dom in six, you know, you mess with my family, I or sorry, seven, I'm now I'm going to mess with you. So to me, that wasn't, that's just motivated by revenge, whereas Owen is a terrorist, and that's a little bit more on the scary side, 
Whereas Deckard was a, an assassin. You mess with my family. I'm going to come for you. Whereas Owen was okay. Now I'm doing this and I want to, you know, be bad. And he's got a mole in with his crew with uh, Gia Guerrero, whatever her name is. So um, there's all those different things that are in there. And so I think that makes him uh top dog. That's all I got. Another solid list. We, we weren't that far off on our villains. Like we didn't agree no. entirely, but we we're pretty close. I do like that DK got some shout outs. I, I, yeah, yeah I, I wish I could put DK, but yeah, no. but no, I, I think everyone, the series had good villains. Like it, it might have a lot of problems, but it did have good villains. Um, yeah. Cypher was actually almost on my list, but then it just, there just wasn't enough with her, but she was close. Yeah. Um, if it was like, like rank who, who do we like as the actors playing the role? Cypher would be on there, but that's just because it's Shelly Stone and she's amazing. Exactly. When she's given something to do. And the problem yeah. is she's not given anything to do in any of these films. Right. And it's just kind yeah. of a, a bummer. Because you can yeah. tell she's great, but there's just nothing for her to do. Um, so, Matt, you're up first, right? Oh, yeah, I think I am. Yeah. Uh, so it's your top five, top five crew members, right? Yeah. So just for the clarification, I didn't say family members because I wanted to remove emotion from this. You know, it's not about ranking family. It's just crew members. Hmm. Number one through five, all Rita Marino. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so coming in at five for me is Mia because when she's actually in the crew, like in Fast Five, when she's running logistics and like all that, she's really good. And like, I just one of the like great moments in that chase is when the cuts between her, like you know, on the radio, and then you have that fantastic bit where she's like, "Guys, I'm just listening to it. Do you just take out a bank?" <laughs> I just love that whole sequence. And I think like when they actually use her and know what to do with her, she's fantastic. The problem is they don't really know what to do with her most of the time. So just like, but going yeah. off of, like, you know, her in fast five gets her on that list there because like, it's like this car is more my speed anyway. And, and all that sort of stuff as well. Great. Yeah. Uh, number four is Giselle. I think she is fucking fantastic. There is a reason why Gal Gadot became Wonder Woman and it is, probably these films she is like you know she has this ability to be really kind of like badass but not like over the top like very kind of like a bit more realistic and like you, you know this is someone who you look at them and you think yeah they could probably just kill me very easily and you know it's that whole thing that we talked about in terminator with the attraction, like, I, there's a lot of attraction there because she could probably kick the shit out of me right. as well. Like, I have I have a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank no you, Terminator, aliens, and all those other... <laughs> Thank you, James Cameron. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, number three, I kind of cheated with this a little bit because I don't think you can list these guys separately, and it's Tej and Roman, because together they are just, like, they bounce off each other so well. And I don't think you can have one without the other. And I, you can't rank them one over another either. Uh, number two is Brian. Because I think, like, when it comes down to it, losing Paul Walker kind of was, like, where the series kind of lost its way as well. So, like, he's very important to the sort of, like, the unity and, and stuff like that. Um, but also, he's really great as, like, a number two. And, like, the idea that, like, you know... Dom's always going to be like the the best car driver, but Brian's always like the the second best one, and it's sometimes that's more interesting because you got that that interplay between them. Like you know, Brian wants to be the best, and you know it's yeah. And then coming at number one, Han, just because 
Tokyo Drift alone, he gets to number one because, and and then everything that comes after that is like the icing on the cake because he's such a good character. He's probably one of the best written characters in three and five and six. Like, but let's ignore his resurrection stuff because again, like we we're saying, they don't know what to do with him. But I, I think, and and him and Giselle have like the the chemistry between them is is amazing as well. I was going to say, I, I'm a Giselle and Han Shipper. What can I say? <laughs> I was going to say that as well be, about the best written character, and I think that's because uh, Justin Lin had written him in Better Luck Tomorrow. Yeah, and it's the yeah. same character. So, yeah, yeah, it's that that sort of co- that crossover from coming out of that film, and then like you know. And there's just like little subtleties of like, you know, he's he doesn't smoke anymore, so he's always eating snacks. And we don't even have anything that's like mentions that until five, where and Giselle then... points it out. But it's but it's it's so subtle and it, it's been there for like and you look back at them all and it's like, oh my god, yeah, he's always having snacks. And, and he's and a it, huge smoker in better luck tomorrow. Yeah. It's yeah, brilliant. And Dom's not on there because Dom's just fucking Superman. <laughs> it's his crew, so fuck him. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't list Dom and my original crew either. Um, it just didn't feel right. Like I, I, it just doesn't work. Um, I'm it's realizing like, Dom is the Captain Kirk. Basically, he's the one who like he he can do all these things because he needs to. He's the number one on the call sheet or something, and that's not an interesting character to me. You know, he's a straight man. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So my list is going to be, uh, I, I really trying to think crew wise. And I'm trying to think of like, you son of a bitch. I'm in like, like <laughs> who do I want in my crew? So that, that's how I, try I to want all them. those in my crew. <laughs> yeah. So like, I was trying to think of like, who would I want? Like if I'm putting together a crew, who am I putting in there? So I, I, I definitely cheated a lot in this list. There's only five. It's a lot of cheating. Um, <laughs> but my number five is Vince actually, uh, because Vince has got loyalty. Like that guy is loyal to a fault. Like if you're in with Vince, you're good. Um, and Vince was the only one who was right about Brian. And he told Dom, like, kick this guy the fuck out or everything's going to be ruined. He was dead on. Um, so v- Vince gets a pretty high spot for me. Uh, number four, uh, following exactly what Matt was thinking, although uh, he and I did not talk about it. I have Tej and Roman together because you can't separate them. Um Number four, uh, I was also doing this kind of the same way uh, as Han and Giselle. Because again, like Matt, Han Giselle's shipper, and I think they work better together than when they're separate. Um, and I like them both as characters better together than separately. Although Han, I still think is great, especially like Tokyo Drift and Better Luck Tomorrow. Like, he is a great character on his own, but I liked him more with Giselle. Uh, number two, because she she never fucking loses and she's a fucking badass, is Letty. Uh, you got to have Letty in your crew. Um, and then number one, who is going to be your clutch player every fucking time? Because he is the best. It's Brian. You got to have Brian mm. in your crew. So if I was building a crew, it would be those five, seven people. Um, and uh, <laughs> I feel pretty good about it. <clears throat> Go ahead, Ryan. All right. So I, I love that all of you had put people together because that means that I can put people together. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes my list. <laughs> my list so much more easier. So thank you. For we that. didn't say honorable oh. mention. So fuck you. There are no honorable mentions. We have grouped them together. So fuck you. I'm doing it this way. Um, I I really wanted to put Mister Nobody 
on this, but I really couldn't do it. Um, he's not really I, part of the he's crew. Not really. I, I thought about that sneaking in an honorable Ryan, this, mention. So let's this go. qualifies as an honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. He didn't say the words, guys. <laughs> I didn't. But I'm saying Santos and it, it's te- I forget his the other guy's name. Rios? Santos. Is it? Leo, Ta- Santos, Leo, and Leo. Leo. Yeah. Those guys are such comic relief. They go in, you know, they're there when little details aren't thought about. It's Santos and Leo that come through. You yeah. know, they're the <laughs> ones that that kind of, oh, you forgot about this? We got it. You know, oh, you want this? We got this. You know, they're great. They're, they they have their great comic relief, uh, especially with the whole cooking thing. When they go to Vegas and they put everything on on uh, black. I just, everything about those two, you know, they don't get too much focus, but they're integral. Uh, four is Letty. Uh, she is the original OG woman. She is a badass, whether is she, if she's bad or not. Uh, she was there. She's part of the original gang. So there's that. Uh, next is Han and Giselle. If it was no Giselle, Han would be higher. Uh, Han, I think, is the only true character in this movie. He is so well-written. Uh, he is a moral voice. Um, he is very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Collected. You know, a lot of people make decisions on things, and he's the one that kind of sits and th- uh, sits and thinks things through. He even shows that in Fast X when he sees Jason Statham. Uh, you know, a man coming for revenge, but he's like, I just need to talk to you. Perfect, you know, but Giselle's just a badass, hot, sexy uh, woman assassin can kill me any day as long as I could. She is the last thing I see. She can put a bullet between my eyes. It's fine. Uh, next is uh, Brian. Uh, I As much as I wanted to put him number one, but Brian is the one. He was the outsider that came in and became that lifelong friendship with Dom. Um, but you have to have the uh, Laurel on Hardy here. You have to have your your two comic relief people that work so well together as your number one. Roman and Tej, number one. If I Again, if it was just singles, it'd just be Roman because Roman in two without, well, I guess Tej is in two. But either way, these two playing off each other is nothing short of fantastic. And it works so well for this film. If these two didn't were not featured in this movie, the comic relief, this, these movies wouldn't be comic. It would just be straight action movies. Those are my thoughts, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. All right. Uh, my number five is Tej. I, I think the way the series handled him from starting as like a deer head to going to straight up like tech genius I don't know how, but they make you believe it somehow. And I, and I, and I think that in itself is impressive. I mean, notwithstanding his relationship with Brian, uh, the style of humor he has in general. And then I guess if we're going beyond Ludacris's impact on everything, ranging from that to the music, it, it's, he's undeniably important to the series. Uh, for trimming Brian. down, I think him trimming down the Afro helped like, you know, sell the, the, uh, the genius thing. Cause you look at in too fast to it's like, wow, that's a lot of hair. Hey, man, he pulled it off. <laughs> <laughs> My number four is Brian. Um, for the same reason that you guys already have to some extent. Uh, he he was the connective tissue for so much of this. And, and it's clear that once he was gone, this series never figured out how to cohesively move forward without him. Uh, he's charismatic. He is the butt of jokes often enough to where his character stays relatively humble in, in that way. And keeps being a full on douchebag. Uh, and I, I just think he's... He's a he's a great actor. I mean, it, it's just uh, better than I expected to come out of a series like this. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, number three is Letty. Uh, Letty is the the woman who gets the most agency so many times to shine. Uh, she's never seen as sort of weak. It's always from a position of strength and, and willing to speak out clearly what she wants or how she feels. Uh, every time that she's in a combat sequence, even if they show her kind of out of her depth, they give her the respect her character deserves. And uh, the series wouldn't be the same without her. Uh, number two is Roman. Uh, same thing all you guys already said. Roman and Tej are such an important piece of the humor and comedy, the relationship that they work within each other. Uh, I think that every time they're together, the people around them shine a little bit too, just by dinner being around them. And, uh, it, but the only difference is that I think Roman can more easily play off of people with his sort of manic loudness. Uh, number one's Han for everything in our he's such a well-developed character he is cool calm collected in pretty much every sequence he's in and uh there's a sincerity to his character that you don't always feel the same way about with others something's got to be said the fact that we all have almost main people on our list like ramsey didn't get any love sean didn't get any love you know, I mean, that's just, that goes to show. Sean like, doesn't really count as like the nine. Cooler. He's in nine. Yeah, but he's, like that's the thing. He's in nine, and he's still not really part <laughs> of the crew. He doesn't really go in the cars with them. He's just kind of there. Yeah, and but, I think I mean, that's that's why I kind of want to include Leo and Santos is because of the fact that they were in four and five and a huge yeah. part. But then they just kind of they. I think they they came back in. They came back in nine. One did. It was well. They were both in the flashback. Yeah. Yeah, in prison. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did they show up? Did they show up in eight as well? I think the one, the one did. One yeah, did. One shows up in eight. Yeah, I thought both of them. I thought both of them were like the paramedics who pick up Shaw's one. dead body. Oh, you might be right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was okay. thinking the barbecue at the end because only one's at the barbecue. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know where Leo. That's went. what I was thinking. Yeah. But I, 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 thanks for justifying even me even more, Matt. Thank you. Those poor guys, they never get the spotlight, but they are, they're very, very good. I agree. I'm glad they're on they, someone's list, even if they weren't on mine. Because they stupidly lost $20 million by putting it on black. red and black at the same time. Memorable shit, out, man. Then it came yep. out double zero. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm first now, right? Matt, you just went first? Yes. Okay. So top five action sequences. This was, to me, the hardest list other than one and two. One and two were incredibly easy. We might have a lot of overlap there, but we might not. I'm guessing number one will be pretty similar for everybody, but let's find out. Um, my number five is the the hand fights, all of them in the subway scene in six yeah. uh, with uh, Han and uh, it's Roman, right? Who have to fight with Joe from the raid and they just get their shit kicked out of them. Like no one can know no about one, this. No one has to know about <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> like no one. And you have all that going on while you have the the Letty and Gina Carano fight. Like all that. Like those fights all at the same time in the London Underground was really really cool. And it's very well very well choreographed fights. I just loved them. Um, my number four, I did not think was going to be on this list at all because I didn't really like it the first time I saw it. And now having seen the movie a few times, every time I get to the sequence, I'm like edge of my seat excited for it. And it's the final race in Tokyo Drift. I love it. That's it's a just one. a really fun sequence of them going down the mountain and then DK being the best. And then he's never crashed on it. He's the only one who has it. And then he's crashing. Like, it's just, it's a good race. Like, it's just very, very well done. Um, My number three is the plane jump from seven. It's awesome. It's funny. It's cool to watch. Roman getting thrown out of the plane against his will is just, it's fantastic. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Like I love it. Um, and it's just like one of those so over the top, 
but knowing they actually did drop cars out of planes to film them it's like okay no i'm okay with it like this is way over the top but you actually did go the extra mile to try to make it at least happen a little bit whereas like later in the movie when like, they're jumping cars between buildings they can't do that shit but they could throw cars from high up so they did that um and that just made it that much more enjoyable for me uh number two is the entire bridge sequence with the tank from six all of it it's just awesome just like top top tier action filmmaking you don't get much better than that unless you're talking about number one with the uh the bank heist the vault through the city of rio is just some of the best action i have ever seen in a movie full stop so i'll happy to go next because my one and two are the exact same as yours yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right and my number five so number five is um it was i literally had to flip a coin between the subway fights and the raining cars when we see vin diesel in his full villain mode but um but yeah the fight sequence between you know uh letty and that character and then han and uh roman fighting that other guy man it, that's just the best fighting that we have we have in the entire series is just in that sequence i thought that that was fantastic uh number four for me is the runaround uh during the finale of god's eye where uh demon hunchu has the um god's eye and he's trying to track uh ramsey at the end of seven uh of course you've got the you've got all these different characters doing different things you've got brian fighting tony ja you've got um you know uh, the rock coming with the firestorm cannon to take down the, the the chopper you've got dom versus deckard which is a huge fight um and then you've got you know roman and roman and tez trying to say or protect ramsey so everything about that sequence just was really edgy or see and, and earned for that movie for number seven that action sequence was 100 percent earned i could care less if, if you know dom you, the, the whole craziness of ramping a car and leaving hand grenades on it it was earned <laughs> From that movie, everything <laughs> about that movie was earned. Uh, number three is the 20-mile runway sequence. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, and even then, I don't think 20 miles is enough. <laughs> uh, but no. Did we, did we like that, find it was like 26, yeah, 26 like that, point yeah. something? Or like... Long enough you know, to be every, seen from space. Everything yeah. about that sequence was earned. You know, you have a very high stakes. And I really wanted to put Owen, the first time we see Owen in his uh, launch car, uh, that whole sequence was really good from that movie, but you just you have to put the twenty mile because from them using the harpoons to try to get the the car down, you've got the wrestling moves in the airplane, you've got Giselle's sacrifice. Everything about that sequence was so well done. Uh, number two is the tank and the bridge. Uh, it's just a very classic scene, and this is where the movies start to one up uh, themselves, especially with the whole guys. They have a tank, like it was unbelievable for, for us as it was for them. So everything about that was good. And then, of course, uh, the vault chase was the perfect ending of that movie. It was a heist movie from the start, uh, you know, right when, you know, they were stealing the cars out of the, the train to this heist movie. You, it's a movie that built on each other and really set the tone for the future movies. That's it. Solid list. Mostly because okay. we agree on three out of five. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, for number five, uh, it is when the team circles Dom and harpoons his car to shit and then tries to stop him. <laughs> oh, fast eight. Um, <laughs> there is some, some best some action list. sequences, not stupid ones, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite. How about we know that? Some of my favorite. <laughs> okay. That, that's the one with like where they just keep like, oh, 220. Oh, 460. It's like, we do we, do we supposed to understand these numbers? 
Higher numbers equals better. That's really all you <laughs> need to know about that. Uh, I, I won't go any further into that. Uh, number four is the, the first race in Tokyo. Uh, yeah. There's something just so delightful about him doing such a terrible job and leaving his car in tatters. <laughs> And then still like coming out of it smiling, even though he just it, it's it's like the opposite of uh he could come out smiling because it wasn't his car. Yeah, pro- <laughs> probably, probably. But uh I it's it's a good sequence and it's just a lot of fun and, and funny in that to start with. Uh number three is the tank sequence for what everybody's already talked about. Number two is actually when Brian and Roman uh, do the drag race at night for the pink slips. Of oh, the that's a cars. good one. Yeah. Uh, that it's just one of the, to me, it's, it's tough to compete against that in terms of drag races. A lot of the drag races, it's like the banter back and forth between each other before and start after the race is some of the best stuff. And this is one that's clearly like, there's a lot of cool stuff happening and lots smart, like, mind game stuff going on in it and number one's bank heist yeah i, I won't even go farther we, we all know <laughs> nobody watches part five and goes that part sucked <laughs> no. no nobody watches part five and goes yeah i've seen better yeah in like, these films yeah no way because <laughs> like right, spoiler alert we all have the same number one yeah um, <laughs> mm-hmm. so for me like this one like this it's funny, like some of the sequences that everyone else has mentioned just got edged out of my list. Like I had the the drag race for the muscle cars on my list for a bit, and then it, it got moved out. I had the runway on my list, and it got I moved did too. out. That, that one got bumped. But I tried to go with something like, okay, watch the ones where it does something a little bit different. So I tried to do like you know, not all car related stuff. So I coming at number five, I got the ambush in uh, Fast Five. Where they get attacked the in when the rocks taking them in. That's really like, they good. Get ambushed. Yeah. It's oh it's okay. really it's it's brutal for your, for your boy. Right, for, right. No, that, that's a and oof. yeah, and, and what I like about it is it is it is like a lot of the action sequences in these films. Like yeah, this is so cool there, but this one's just it's brutal. It's a massacre of Hobbs's team, and then it's like you know there's the genuine moment of like you know you, like if you go into that film. Just not knowing what comes after that, there's a genuine moment in there where you're like, "Oh shit, the Rock's gonna die," because he's not really part of the crew. He's after them, and like, we can't have the crew kill him. So this is how we're gonna get rid of him. And but then you have the bit where they come out and save him, and and it is it's so good, it's so well done. I I love that sequence. Um, the coming at number four is the underground fight in uh Furious Six. Was it? Yeah. Fast mm-hmm. Six or whatever the fuck they call it. They've changed the name so much. They've just gone back and retconned them to Fast and Furious. Yeah. Six now. They so good. Like it's again, it's brutal. It's it's a hand to hand combat and like going down like they're falling down those concrete stairs and they're yeah. going. Oh my god, that I can I can almost feel how much that would hurt. Like I've seen, I've been downstairs like that in the underground. <laughs> I, my feet have literally touched them. Like they're solid. They're, yeah, yeah. Like, they ain't hot. There's not. They're not hollow little bits of plates that they put on. That solid concrete that was like laid in the 19th century or something. Like some of those tube stations go back that far, and it is just the idea of like falling down those stairs in the middle of a fight. Unbelievable. And then you've got like the juxtaposition of um, Roman and was it Han? 
who was yes. who were fighting who were fighting yeah. the the other guy and like that is just again it's brutal and like but it also has that comedic element and it's, I just think it's so good. Um, number three is the Tokyo Chase in Tokyo Drift, and it's the one where uh, DK is chasing them, and then Han dies. Um, I just think the way it's shot is, it's like where Sean starts drifting, and you have that beautiful overhead shot of Tokyo of the car going around and the crowd literally parting. Yeah, it's cool. I, it's there's so much, like this is like Justin Lin's first film in this, and he's like you can tell that he's got something to prove. And it's just so well choreographed, and it looks fantastic. And the music in it is amazing. Like, there's a reason the music for that sequence ended up on my my list. It's so good. Um, number two is just, I just like I'll literally read out exactly what I wrote. Tank. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's number two. And number one, Vault Heist. Like you've yeah. all, we've all said like how much this is amazing. It's because it's. It's not just like that. It's a, a cool action. It's also really clever because you have like you know, guys, you just got yourself a ten second window and like, okay, well, what's what's what they're gonna do? What what are they actually doing with this? And then it's so well cut. Like you have them go under the bridge and then you see them coming out the bridge and you've got the the truck that they actually swap the vaults out with coming out and there's the sheet still on the front of it, but you don't catch it the first time mm-hmm. because you you took you you're focused on the cars, but it's kind of like they're not trying to like hide it from you it's kind of there as like if you if you pick up on that it's like you why is there a sheet on the front of that oh i think i know where they're going with this but it's it's so good and like music in it is amazing the choreography of it is amazing the stunt work is amazing the fact they did all that with real cars and there's like no cg at all like they actually were dragging like a prop vault through the streets or, or was the vault itself like sometimes cg I mean, there's definitely some CG mixed in, but they did a ton yeah. practical. Yeah, but the practical effects in that is amazing. Like, and then you've got the bit out. where it, it looks like they're about to get caught, and then you have um, Roman and Han coming in and like smashing the cars, and like, nice to meet you, officer. And again, it's it's the the sort of the, the humor comes out. It's so good. I I can watch that sequence over and over again, I, and just en- enjoy the hell out of it. So yeah. good, right? I'll stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was, uh, I went first on that round. So that means Ryan is up first. For quotes. For All quotes. Right. Um, this very well could have been the Roman show. Uh, <laughs> it was very hard to to knock this down. So number five just kind of encapsulates Roman for who he is. And I had to give him his own. Um, but number 11, my ass. Uh, <laughs> it's after Mr. Nobody ranks all the members and he was told he was number 11 and he comes and saves the day. And I just thought that that was good. Uh, I'm a huge, uh, for number four, I'm a huge fan of the villains. I've said it before and I said it again. And there's nothing more menacing than at the end of six when you see uh, Jason Statham get out of the car and say, Dominic Toretto, you don't know me, but you're about to cut to black. There was, mm-hmm. I mean, that sets up a lot of things that happen in in a great movie in part seven. So there's that Uh, number three. I love number three so much just because the way it's said by the actor uh, and how it was kind of alluded to earlier in the film, but it's my only Brian quote. It's cars don't fly, Dom cars don't (laughs) fly. That's a really Uh, good one. Oh, it's just so good. (laughs) 
it's so good because you know it's it's brian just like we're pushing the limits too far on this one and just everything about that was great um number two is uh from my friend dante is okay i'll be back but i'll have someone come back and bury you later uh <laughs> just just perfect methodical everything about that seems great and it just that really just kind of hones his character and of course uh number one i i had it has to be said i i there's a lot of quotes that can be said but i have to go with the one that was completely improvised and g- gave us the greatest moment uh real moments of the film and you just kind of feel how real it was on set but it's hey mia you better hide your baby oil hey you better hide that big ass forehead <laughs> It's just just a joke. <laughs> so fucking good. So so good. That's my quotes, and I'm sticking to them. All right, Joel. All right. Uh, my number five is life simple. You make choices, and you don't look back. Uh, I I think it's well, it's a good Han quote, and it they do such a good job in keeping with that character the entire series. It goes back to the sort of sincerity with the, the wry smile and, and humor with that. And I just think it's, it's concise and, and good. Uh, number four is uh baby oil and uh forehead. You know, it already <laughs> explained why uh, number three was, I owe you a 10 second car yeah. at the end of the fast and the furious oh, it's close. it's just a very good closed loop moment and, and good callback to earlier in the movie and it just it, it's perfect bow tie on on the end uh number two is brian and dom at the end of four you know i would i would have <laughs> won that race if you didn't cheat right you hit you hit your head pretty hard <laughs> yeah, that's a good one and uh number one has to be Bullshit asshole. Nobody lights a tuna here. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I not think of we're that? Done. <laughs> we're done. Cut it. <laughs> Why did I not think that? of that? It's just, it's just stick with me forever. <laughs> with these. It's... Oh, man. All right, Matt. So, coming to number five. Well, thanks to your botched Berlin job, you all made Interpol's top 10 most wanted list. Top 10? Mm hmm. That's all right. Well, not you, Roman. What do you mean? You just missed the cut. You're eleven. <laughs> I love that, and just is the, the the look on Roman's face throughout that entire thing just makes it as well. Um, number four, and Mister Nobody again, actually, and I just I think it's such a cool line, and I just think it's great. It's like there's a war going on between shadows and ghosts like me. I just think it's so like kind of like sets out what these films are going to become now. Like, you know, this this more clandestine things like, you know, also kind of pointing out as well, like, yeah, we're not we're not street racing anymore. We're we are going more into this kind of, you know, espionage element, I suppose. Uh number three is Roman in uh Fast Five. See now I know why you always get an accident. You can't even drive a uh, remote control car. <laughs> <laughs> number two it's just it's so good this this whole thing so bear with me it is a bit long oh no you got special plans <laughs> big day you're gonna invite us all out mm-hmm. and make sure you get her a big rock man because she doesn't look well like she'll be that easily impressed and if it's not a big rock you better be big somewhere else <laughs> you know what i'm talking about oh that's that's why all your girlfriends were so much bling huh <laughs> Damn, Han. <laughs> He's a man. 
It's, what's so great about Han is all is that he doesn't say much, but what he does, especially yeah. when it's like a cutting, like when it's a like a, a clapback or something like that, it's just so like on point. It's fucking brilliant. And then coming at number one because it's one of the most ludicrous lines in the entire. <laughs> I just made a joke that I didn't even realize then, but it is. It's it's one of the most ludicrous lines in the entire franchise, but it fucking works. This better be Guys, a ludicrous line. It, it actually is. <laughs> 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 that's why that's why when I said that I was like, ah, oh, no, I didn't even mean that. Guys, we gotta come up with a different plan. They got a tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just so fucking good. Like that that as a whole idea of the fact that they're going up against a tank and cars, and they're like, we improvise from then on. It's oh, like man. it's a damn tank. That the we do what we do best we improvise was almost on my list like that thing was it was kicking around on the bottom five for a while it just never quite made it up that that tank quote would not have worked if not as well acted as it was yeah yeah exactly Ludicrous sells like the hell out of it. he does such a good job because it's it's all in the facial expressions and it's like the the beats and in the line delivery as well it's like guys you gotta come with another problem and it's like you can almost like in his head you can see him going can't believe i'm gonna actually have to say this you got a tank yeah <laughs> Uh, the stage just escalated uh, <laughs> and then like everyone gets murdered in that tank i'm sorry they didn't jump out of the cars like that tank they jumped out of the cars not they did not they, 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 that tank they're murdered a bunch of they, families no. on their way to a nice little holiday no, they rolled out of the way they're they're okay no, uh, they're, they're, they're soup <laughs> all right here come my quotes all right so number five uh from part two very, very important quote, crucial to the film. Ejecto Cito, cuz. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that line. <laughs> I've loved that line ever since I saw this movie. Um, number four, coming in from Fast X. It's just a great fucking line. I even mentioned it last week. Never accept death when suffering is owed. Badass mm-hmm. line. Like that's very, just very a very good line. Um, and then surprisingly enough, I'm very shocked looking at this. Didn't realize it when I was doing it. The rest of mine are all from part one. Uh, to, never thought one was that quotable a movie except for this one, um, which is I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. Not the mortgage, not the store, not the team and all their bullshit. For those 10 seconds or less, I'm free. Fuck off. It's a good line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you say you live your life a quarter mile at a time, everyone knows what film franchise you're talking about. Everyone. It's good. And one. half of them then vomit. <laughs> That's their problem. I'm just saying the line works. <laughs> uh, number two is also coming from part one, as I said. Uh, but this one's a little bit more emotional for me because I thought it was like where I really kind of began to like love their friendship. And it's, I, I mentioned actually earlier in this episode, it's Pop the Hood. So when he's delivering the 10 second car and he's like, Pop the Hood. And everyone's like, Pop the Hood? What the fuck? And they open and like, oh, he's not playing. This is actually like, <laughs> we can make something out of this. And it's like that instant bonding and it just comes from the line of, way too cocky paul walker just popped the hood and just like that yeah grin on his face of like oh i got something here i just i love it so much it just warms my heart and then very much like what joel was going with when i'm my number one i'll have the tuna no crust without it there's no fast and furious franchise he doesn't order the tuna we don't have a movie so yep yep 100 percent. i mean we definitely don't have a podcast name that's true <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do like that uh, as we did this rewatch, I did not realize that the tuna did come up a few more times. So I was very happy to find out like <laughs> when I came up with this title, it wasn't a complete waste. It was <laughs> like, in seven. Oh. 
It was in seven when he yep. calls Mia. Yep. I'm really glad I ordered that sandwich. So it's a really bad sandwich. No, terrible. <laughs> it's, it's such a bad sandwich. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Made me feel so much more validated for naming our show <laughs> Shitty Tuna Sandwich. Um, all right, Joel, you get the high honors of you get to go first for the rankings. This is going to be interesting. Okay. Um, my 11 was Hobbs and Shaw. Yes. I, I'd be hard-pressed to choose anything else. Sorry, Ryan. Um, I, don't, I don't hold you, don't, you personally for it. You don't know what good it, movies are. It's fine. But... <laughs> You wouldn't be the first one to say that. Um, but, <laughs> but Hobbs and Shaw is something that should have been a, a knocked out of the park in, in paper. And, and they don't know what, how to handle those characters in a way that gives them a new movie series or references back to the original series in a way that works. Um, so much wrong with it. Uh, number 10 is Fate of the Furious. So that movie just felt like a jumbled mess that didn't know how to go beyond uh, Brian in, in the series. And they end up focusing on Dom, who is the most, who is the least interesting character in the entire series. Um, and it it's just, it's all the worse for that. Number nine is fast and furious or fast four. I, I think it's biggest sin is that it's just kind of boring and too dark with not enough fun in it. And I, it's one of the movies here where I really felt like I just want this to wrap up. I'm not enjoying myself. Uh, eight is fast nine. Eight is fast nine. I, I remember being fine with the movie at the time, but looking back, like I, I hardly remember much of anything about the movie other than outer space. And, and so, because it wasn't very noteworthy for me, it sort of just fell towards the the bottom there. Uh, seven is fast. That's for all we talked about last week. It's it's not a necessarily good movie, but it was fun. Uh, one person made that entire movie worth watching. Uh, Sits is too fast, too furious. Uh, because even though it'd be like a this is on Comedy Central on a on a Sunday afternoon after you've been drinking too much, there this just it's not a good movie. It's fun. It's fun and it introduces Roman which is important. Uh, five is fast seven. I, I think they did a decent send off with Brian with, for what they could. I, I like uh, Dr. Shaw, obviously the introduction to that and him being such a great character throughout the entire thing uh, made it a pretty good movie. Four is the fast and the furious. Um, I probably think of this movie a lot more fondly than say Matt does. Uh, it's it's very aged for its time. It has some unfortunate choices that have not aged well, but in other ways, it has that nostalgia for me of that time, and I can appreciate it in spite of what it is. And you can see from the start that uh, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker have that chemistry that carries through the entire thing. Uh, number three is Tokyo Drift which for all the lampooning that movie seems to have gotten over the years, it's completely undeserved. Uh, it's a very good movie. And if you can at least accept that the crew is not going to be there and then live with it within its own thing it is absolutely worth watching. Uh, number two is fast five. Uh, fast five is everything that you want out of one of these movies it has humor, has action. Uh, the states feel real. And just so many memorable lines and, and moments. It's it's great. And then number one is Fast Six. Uh, similar reasons as five. I think they're both great quality. 
uh i guess i'm a sucker for that kind of like love story kind of thing a little bit and i think that works well for me between uh dom and letty and it's a lot of it's because letty is a good character that works within the confines of being part of a different quote-unquote family uh and, and just so many good moments so many good moments but that's my list it's a solid list i'm, I'm comparing mm-hmm. we are we are lockstep for a good chunk of your list. Um, the, the thing I noticed about the series, though, too, like looking back, I can't recommend people watch these week after week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I, I think like my mind divides into two ways, like one through four. You should watch within a couple of weeks because I, I think the spacing out doesn't work so well for those. But then after that, give yourself a month between each of them because it lets your brain sort of forget some of the stuff. And then it'll help you like paper over some of the things that bother you if you watched one every week. <laughs> yeah, every week's a little rough on these. Um, still oh, glad we did it for this week. show. <laughs> yeah, twice, yeah, twice in one week, and then having a week off. <laughs> but but that's the thing I noticed with Ten. It was just like you know, it's been long enough where I can kind of forgive a lot of this boring. <laughs> I do wonder that, like, if we'd have gone, like, if we'd have rolled straight into. Like going from like nine to ten, and had to watch both those back to back. Would would ten of would I have been a little bit less? That's fair. We're still quite negative about ten, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Basically, I going through the whole thing, like you know, Momo is great. Everything else sucks. Yeah, yeah, I think we we we've watched enough of these at this point to know what we know. Like we know what we like in these things. I don't think the pacing yeah. really matters for us. Unfortunately, we we do not qualify for Joel's advice, but I do think he has very good <laughs> advice because we watch these. As Matt and I learned, like with one of our upcoming franchises, Friday Thirteenth. Don't watch oh, them God. all in two weeks. Don't no, do it. No, don't. <laughs> So many teenager deaths. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, you're up. So I'm going to do my rank from the top to the bottom because I think my bottom is going to be a lot more surprising. Um, surprising bottom, do you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. <laughs> so coming at number one, Fast Five. Like, the amount that I have just gone on about how amazing this film is, it's always going to be the top. The vault chase is the best action sequence in the whole film. And we're coming to these films for the action. And yeah. the, what's great about the rest of Fast Five is it all kind of ties very well together. And you have, like, you know, The Rock acting, which is rare, to be honest. He's actually playing a role. He's not just playing himself. Uh, coming at number two, Fast and Furious 6. Again, very, very good film. Very difficult to choose between Fast Five and Fast Six. And it all comes down to that vault chase. The, the the vault scene like in Fast Five, I just in terms of like how it's shot, it, it's just it's a nicer looking thing. Whereas like I think Fast and Furious Six a bit more dour looking because it's set in London, because you know, London is dour. It rains all the time. Um and then coming at number three is Furious Seven. I just think like these three films are so good. Like you could literally just go from Fast Five, Furious Six, Furious Seven, and you could what they're like their own little trilogy. Um, and you don't really necessarily need to see what's happened before then. You, I would help, argue, but you could slide in Tokyo Drift between six and seven, and it still, still works. I mean, yeah, Matt, you're on point with things that I'm going to say, but I'm just going to say this right now: is those three are certified fresh critics and audience. Now, some of the, you know, the that shit means a lot of garbage, but sometimes I look at it. But still, these three have no right being that good in the middle of a franchise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah especially this is like five, six, and seven in a franchise. Like, there's 
Mm. Like normally you have one, two, maybe three's good in a franchise. Not not five, six, and seven being the best of the franchise. Like, definitely not. Um coming at number four, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift was the first one that I watched and I was like, ah oh, shit, Brian's right. Yeah. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually really enjoying these. It like it came a lot sooner than I think he thought it was going to. I'm guessing you thought Fast Five would be where I where I went, oh well, shit, he's right. Ignorant Brian in the past thought it was going to be four. I, I've learned a lot of wrongs on four. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> then coming in at number five is Too Fast, Too Furious. It was just so much fun. Like the, mm-hmm. the villain was really kind of like, yeah, I'm a villain and I'm very evil. But it was like, it was also like, there was kind of, there was something there as well. It's very much like, I'm watching this going, this is very Miami Vice. This is kind of like, you know, 21st century Miami Vice and yeah, it's got that style and it's just, everything's very bright. It's Miami. It's great. And you go back to Miami in this series. It's a very underutilized place. Um, coming at number six, Fast X. And that is just purely down to Momoa. He, he is incredible in that film. Like you could cut out, the Dom stuff and everything like that, and just have like cut me together a film of Momoa and then some little bits of like Dom there just to kind of push the story along, but make it more like you know Momoa centric. And it would be a much better film, it'd be a, a much better running time for one thing. Um, but it would also be fantastic. And the stuff with John Cena and you know, Babysitter Peacemaker is just incredible. Number seven is Fast Nine, it was very. There was some great sequences in it, but like with Joel, I'm kind of in the sort of like bit forgettable. Like I can remember they went to space and I can remember that we got introduced to um, Peacemaker in this film. But again, it was very much like, eh, the fact the flashbacks were just all over the place and really mm-hmm. annoying. Like it, it was just. Yeah, it, it, that was it. Was not very well handled. Flashbacks are a tricky, tricky thing to do. The best of times, sticking them in random places throughout the film really doesn't help. Uh, then we got Fast and Furious, which is the fourth one. Um, again, it took itself way too seriously, but it does have that very last sort of chase sequence, not through the mountain, <laughs> the, the 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 sort of like the Mad Max moment, yeah. it, like across the desert. It's so well shot, and it's also got that really great the the uh, the tanker moment in the opening as yeah. well, where they're stealing the tankers. That's a really great action sequence. But apart yeah. from that, it's just it's taking itself too seriously. It's a revenge film as well, and revenge films they can be good, but there's a fine line you have to to like you know Man on Fire. This was not. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, Yes, I, I before you jump in, Brian. Yes, this was not a film starring Denzel Washington, Academy Award winning actor in a you know yeah. doing a a no very shit. good character. Please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming at number nine is the Fate of the Furious. Again, they jumped the sub in this one. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool moments like the zombie car sequence is dumb as shit, but there's some really good like camera shots in that of like when the cars are going over the edge and like the camera is in the back of the car and going down oh, yeah the, like very very cool uh number 10 the fast and the furious it just i did not enjoy watching this film 
at all. The very first one, it's just it's super toxic. It's very questionable decisions made. And watching it now, I didn't enjoy it the first time I watched it, like back in the day. And like watching it now, it's just everything's like putting the stamp on of like, yeah, this is not enjoyable. Um, and that's why I think that's why Too Fast Too Furious was much higher because I actually enjoyed watching that one more. Uh, but yeah, for me, I don't have that nostalgia attached to it. Uh, coming in at 11 is Resident Evil Retribution. <laughs> coming in at number 12 is Terminator Salvation. <laughs> coming in at number 13 is Friday the 13th Part 5. Number 14, we have Halloween 8. <laughs> number 15, we have Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Number 16, we have the Green Michael Myers Blood version of Halloween 6. Number 17, we have Anchorman 2. At number 18, we have being kicked in the nuts twice. <laughs> number 19, we have Stargate Origins. Read my Stargate articles to find out what a pile of dog shit that is. And at number 20, we have Hobbs and Shaw. For those of you that are keeping track, check out the Hobbs and Shaw's cold opening for that. <laughs> why this list matters. <laughs> yep. Hmm. So yes, out of the 11 films, I had a list of 20. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. I'm like, he said Hobbs and Shaw wasn't in 11th place. Where the oh, okay. oh it wasn't. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, dead last. It's so bad. He had to bring in other movies from different franchises. <laughs> and being kicked in the nuts twice. Twice. <laughs> Oi. Um. Well, I'm gonna get going, but uh, I-, I did not add another movie, so Hobbs and Shaw has to sit sadly at number 11. Uh. Where it deserves out of these movies. If I'm bringing other movies, yes, it would rank much, 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 much lower. <laughs> um, but that's not what we're doing. Uh, if you're paying attention to our list, uh, you're going to find that mine and Joel's is shockingly similar. But uh, I'm going to stick with it anyway. So my number number 11, of course, is Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, I'm willing to let Ryan off the hook for making us watch it, though, because I do think his reasoning was right. And we should have included it from the beginning. Now, especially having seen it. So I'm willing to let him off the hook, but I'm still going to be mad at him. That's okay. Um, I'll take still it. a bag of shit. Yeah, <laughs> still a bag of shit. <laughs> I'm far more mad at the movie for existing than I am at Ryan for making me watch it. Uh, <laughs> but that'd be my number eleven. Number ten is, uh, of course, Fate of the Furious. Uh, I just, I just think it's a bad fucking movie. Like there, there's just really no way around it. Like you can't put somebody like Charlize Theron in that level of a villainy role and then waste it and not be one of the worst movies of a franchise. Like she's just too good to just like, it just, she, they fucked up. It was just a really, really bad movie. And like, it did not get better on any of my rewatches. So uh, yeah, good news from 10 on, or I guess nine on, these are all movies I'll watch again. Like the, the ranking still matters, of course, but these are still ones I'll turn on. Some of them might be more like I'm cleaning my house on a Sunday afternoon. I need something in the background movie. Some I'll actually sit down and watch, but either way, the rest of these I'm all turning on. Um, I have to give that qualifier before I say that number four is next at number nine. Um, Cause I know originally number four was very high in my list. I can be persuaded. I've said this many times and this, uh, this show definitely persuaded me on what a pile of shit that movie is. I still enjoy the opening. I still enjoy everyone coming back and it still had a fucking kick-ass trailer. So uh, yeah, it, it's the worst of the movies that I'm willing to rewatch. Um, and right after that, with a lot of the similar sentiment is number nine. I really like nine. I have a ton of fun watching nine. Like whenever I turn it on, I've turned it on a few times now. I'm like, this is a lot of fun. Like I think Justin Lin just is very good at making action movies of this caliber, but I don't remember any of it after I turn it off. Like, I don't remember like why that big fucking semi bus thing is getting flipped in the poster. Don't remember why that's happening at all. And I just watched this thing a few weeks ago and I've seen it like five times. 
it's just not a memorable movie, which is really too bad. Cause I think like the parts in it all work. It just doesn't ever congeal fully into like a really great movie. Um, but it's still fun. Uh, number seven uh, will be uh, number one. The first movie way farther down my list than I thought it was going to be, but kind of like what Matt said, it's just that it's like the toxicity of the movie. Just, it really drags it down. And like, even like the line that Joel brought up back in quotes, it's one of the best quotes in the movie, but you have to get past one of the most like toxic bullshit lines to get there. Mm -hmm. So like, it's just, the movie's a lot of like give and take and it's, it's the balance has started to tip far more into take as I've gotten older and watching it. So I still love it. I still have a ton of fun watching it. I have a lot of nostalgia for it, but it's just not that great of a movie. Um, I think that's the problem with the nostalgia. You can you can watch a film and the, have that nostalgia thing attached to it and be like, I yeah. love this film, but know that it's a shit film. Like, yeah, you, I watched like Navy Seals, the Charlie Sheen film. I know it's a shit film. I am very aware that it's a shit film, but I have the nostalgia. Attached exactly. To it. And that's kind of where like, I'm at with the dumb Fast action film I watched yeah. as a kid. And like, you know, yeah, this was <laughs> this was the version of Point Break I wanted to watch when I was younger. So it's like, OK, yeah. whatever. Um, number six is uh, X. Uh, I. I thought X was going to be down with like eight and four looking at it. And I'm like, Momoa really does save this movie. And on top of Momoa, like Momoa saved the movie so much that we're not saying John Cena saves the movie. Cause if it wasn't yeah. Momoa, we'd be saying John Cena saves the movie. Cause he's also incredible in this. We even talk about him getting uh fucking bumped off in the episode we record about it. Cause we liked him so much. And we kind of forgot to mention that he sacrifices himself. Really? Like we talked about it, but not really. He'll come back. Giselle falls out of a plane and she walked it off. It's Cena's fine. not coming back. He has better things to do. Yes. <laughs> he is the, a, he, the great thing. Like, a fireball. Yeah. yeah. Cause we didn't speak about that as well. Like that, that the sequence where he does sacrifice himself is actually, it's quite not, not beautifully done, but do you know what I mean? It's, it's well done. It's well done. Like, like, oh no! Yeah, like, I genuinely stakes. care about that, and it's like it's just mainly because it's like, oh, I like him. I like Peacemaker. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it worked. Uh, number five for me is uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. I, I think like middle of the pack is right where that movie belongs because it's a ton of fun, but it's also not great. But it's also great. It's like it just kind of it's all over the place, and it just makes it that much more fun. And I can watch uh, Paul Walker and uh, Tyrese banter all day mm -hmm. long because they're so good together and they don't really get a lot of time together throughout the rest of the franchise because they pair them up with Tej so quick because they're so great together and that wasn't the wrong move but I just I don't want to forget Brian and Roman because they were so great together what is so good about that one is, is it brings us Roman and it brings us Tej as well yeah. so without that film we don't have we see we see them the meet future. for the first time which is yeah. it's kind of cool knowing how good of friends they become later uh, 4 is 7 uh, it's a good movie I got it's not as good as three, two, or one, but it's otherwise it's a good movie. I got nothing else really to say. My only problem with seven, why it's not higher is because like I said, when we recorded it, I kind of run out of steam with it. Like about two thirds of the way in, like I could be done. Like the LA stuff is great, but if it wasn't here and I got to go home, I'm also not complaining. Like I, I like I'm full. I, I got it. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a tough spot to be in. Um, three, Never fucking thought Tokyo Drift would be this high up my list. But <laughs> like Joel said, that movie takes a lot of shit and it's very undeserved. Like it's a solid movie. The, mm -hmm. Sure, the, the lead guy isn't great. He's never really been great since he was a child actor, but he's good enough. He gets us through the movie. And then if you don't really want to pay attention to him, just pay attention to Han, who's great throughout the entire thing. And as one of the best villains, DK popped up on many of our yeah. lists. Like mm -hmm. good, good movie. Um, and then number two and one was just like, I have to go with my gut feeling. Cause like, they're so close in my head. 
I go for the one that like, which one do I enjoy beginning to end? And I like all the highs and lows throughout of it. That'll be number one. Whereas five gets number two, just because the whole movie is good, but the whole movie is pretty standard heist movie. I've seen it. It just has the best ending out of any of them. Like the, the vault heist at the end is some of the best shit ever, but the rest of the movie is pretty boilerplate heist movie. So it might do it better than other ones, but it's still a heist movie. Whereas six is just a fucking party the whole way through. And it's just an awesome party to be invited to. So that's why one gets the very, very tiny edge to six. Uh, so it'd be six, five, three, seven, I can scroll two X one nine four eight. Fuck you, Hobbs and Shaw eleven. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I agreed with Joel on everything, but like Fast and the Furious. Yeah, that's about yeah. it. And I think we rank seven a little differently, but otherwise, yeah, like we're to be fair. Different. I think our like six fifth and a six and fifth for us are the same place. And I'm actually reconsidering where I put Tokyo Drift. I actually might. I think I may bump that to three and put Fast Furious Seven at four, because I I do I think I kind of forgot all the the stuff we've talked about in this one where it's like you know Statham just pops up out of nowhere randomly, yeah. and it, and I think actually Tokyo Drift is better because of it doesn't have that. Yeah, but I've already I've already made my rankings. Yeah, and, you've already you know, got you didn't get the luxury of being able to change numbers while people are talking like I exactly it's set in stone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, set, it's set in stone now, but I actually like I agree with everything you said about like Tokyo Drift should be higher on my list, and I I genuinely think it should be at number three because it is it's a really great film. It's, it's like probably movie. one of the it's one of the only ones that I will probably rewatch in full. Yeah, like if I'd probably rewatch Fast Five at some point, but I'm mostly going to just rewatch the Vault Chase from that. Yeah, whereas Tokyo Drift, I will probably rewatch the whole film because it's actually like a solid film and like. In terms of like, if you take it outside the Fast and Furious film, just make it its own thing. It's still a solid film, on it, and that's why Six right. got the the edge to me because like I'll watch the Vault Heist, but will I watch the whole movie as much? Maybe not, but I'll watch all yeah. of Six. Six, I'll, I'll turn yeah. on for the whole thing because it's it's great the whole way through. Um, but Ryan, got to finish this thing up. So, <clears throat> you know, hmm. I could, I could, I could sit here and put, you know. Uh, Supercharged, which is the prequel to two, and I could put Loth Bendeleros, which is the Vin Diesel directed movie before four. Uh, and then you, I could also put in, oh man, what was the other one? Um, Better Luck Tomorrow, because it's all it's all in the same same universe. All of those movies would go before four, and they're short films, except for Better Luck Tomorrow. Fuck four, it is a horrible movie. Um. I would say it's better than Hobbs and Shaw because at least it is Hobbs and Shaw. I get his rocks vanity project Four is actually trying to take itself seriously and be a fast, furious movie. Like, so which one gets last place Four. God damn you. I, okay. I can't believe you feel that way. When we have that sequence of Vin Diesel doing forensic science at a crash scene. Like I know how, how could you, <laughs> discount that <laughs> i'd rather i'd rather sit through that than the rock in a fucking hula uh, hula skirt or whatever the hell he's wearing this is what i'm going to say nothing in fast and furious which is four because there's no the in there fucking stupid way to title a movie is earned nothing in that movie is earned Nothing in Hobbs and Shaw's earned. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw didn't learn its right to exist man yeah exactly <laughs> hold on i'm not done 
Yes, you are. You, Kill you it. Maybe right. <laughs> I'm gonna mute him. You, <laughs> you what failed. I about, what I what Ugh. I will say about Hobbs and Shaw is that at least it has Shaw. Jason Statham makes up for those things. The montage in the morning with and him beating people with a, a, a champagne bottle is better than anything that Fast or Fast and Furious tried to do. There's nothing that is earned in that movie. It's the shortest movie. It is the least reviewed out of all of them. It is not a good movie. Period. I'll take the not short gonna... film over the two and a half hour. You're not going to change my mind. Way, You're so not never... going to change my mind. The villain is better in Hobbs and Shaw. I give it. I give it to Fast Four. But either way, is number ten Hobbs and Shaw at least? Yes. Fucking oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, ten is Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, it's Hobbs and Shaw's. It's not a good movie. Thank you guys for watching it. I think it's part of the universe. Uh, <laughs> but to me, four, it's just it, there's. I I can't just like there's nothing good in four. There's nothing good in four. No, I can't. I can't think of a good thing. I, I literally cannot. The CGI like the is so bad. Huh? Okay, that that may be the case, but I just I think of that final final and scene in, in, in the tunnels, and it's just sound. there's nothing that is earned in this movie, and it gives us Giselle. Thank you, but she's better in five and six. You Four know? also has the line of "You hit your head pretty hard." That one yeah. line is better than fucking anything in Hobbs and Shaw. I, you, yeah. This is what I'm gonna say about Hobbs and Shaw. Okay, it is not a good movie. It is the Rock's Vanity Project. However, there are sequences in that movie at the start that are worth it. Then the movie falls apart at the end. I will tell you that, and I and I've said that on probably on the show. You know, with the cars being linked together and things like that, I just can't. I can see past that for the beginning part of the movie. There is nothing that is earned in this movie, in part four, that makes sense to me. I, I I'm gonna stand on that bridge and I'll die on it. So moving on. Um, but in reality, I would definitely put the two prequels in between Hobbs and Shaw and uh, four. And Better Luck Tomorrow would be up by Tokyo Drift. But anyway, I, I digress. Uh, nine is Fast Nine. Uh, I agree with the fat the flashbacks. It just it's very disjointed. Uh, a lot of the things don't work. Uh, they definitely tried to go with the trope of trying to find younger actors to play and. That's not what these movies are about. Um, you know, Fast X did the better flashback than Fast 9 because they only did it one time, so there's that. Fate of the Fury. the younger crew members at first, and I was thinking, what, 40-year-old right. <laughs> Sean? Right. <laughs> um, so Fate of the Furious, I think you're you're 100% right. It, it jumped the sub. It, it lacked for no Paul Walker. Um, it just... It it felt it just it was trying to overcompensate with a lot of things that just didn't work out. Um, next is so number seven is Fast X. Dante is the only reason why that movie is as high as it is. Period. End of sentence. Uh, Too Fast, Too Furious is number six. Uh, the reason why that is is because you know it gives us Roman. It really starts to build the crew aspects, and it's got a very good villain. You know, and then you have Ava Mendes as the eye candy and she comes back in later movies. This is where we really start to go back to when they start to make things relevant in. um, Oh, God, whatever. When they start making family worth a thing in five, six and seven. The only thing that is relevant in part four is that Letty's alive and Braga. That's it. Whereas other other movies, you're pulling different things out as well. 
tell me I'm wrong. No, when when other other shit movies have more things that they can pull in than just a bad guy and Letty's alive. So for even even the filmmakers didn't want to come back. You're not on four anymore. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so there's six. Okay, top five. Five is Fast and Furious just because the very first one, because without that, we would not have the series. This, I mean, I, I know that the first one is flawed, but without the, the first one and building that bond, you would not have the rest of the series. Uh, three, or sorry, four is Tokyo Drift. Uh, this is the season of the witch type of one. They tried to go in a different direction. You know, it wasn't, it's not necessarily a good movie, but in the world of Fast and Furious, it is a very good movie. Uh, I would also link that up with the prequel of Better Luck Tomorrow, where we get the character of Han and his womanizing chain smoking, and then we see that it is good. Um, but Tokyo Drift is number four, and I think it's a movie that does not get the credit it it deserves. Uh, top three are seven, six, five, uh, five, so seven at number three. Um, rightly so, it, 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 it's definitely a movie that's jam-packed with a lot of action, and I said that at the very end, with all the things that are happening, it is Paul Walker's last movie, but it's just all these, it's trying to do so many things, but the action is there. Again, these top three movies are do not deserve to be so high as they are in in terms of quality um but six you've got a great villain and everything and you really start to uh see start to see the connections with the other movie and it just it's just such a good good guy versus bad guy story i'm gonna say in six and last but not least five um when you have three movies in between all of these movies were rotten all of them for being the lowest rotten tomato score um <laughs> uh but i to bounce back the way that they did and actually make the stakes higher and have such a good payoff at the end you know you wouldn't expect that from a fast and furious you wouldn't pull the rope a dope you know like we do with the the uh the the vault at with the garbage uh uh the the garbage collecting whatever it's called the garbage truck jesus christ (laughs) um but yeah everything about that is just very good i know that i i my my having number four would be at the bottom but man you cannot i don't think you can argue how good five six and seven are and i'll leave it at that i mean like compare it to the last series that we covered that had a full of five six and a seven halloween yeah like they were trash they were awful films yes they were very oh, low we on like the seven. Seven's H two O. No, seven, good. seven, seven was good, but, but mainly, yeah. mainly five and six though. Like yeah. you look at five and six in that in that franchise, and compared seven that to was like, a good idea. Terrible execution. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I remember us being pretty pretty positive on H two O. Like even though like yeah, it wasn't great, but we, we liked it. Whereas like this one, like Furious Sevens, is a solid movie. Like it's not. Yeah, yeah. I think five it's, and six are better, but it's still a very solid movie. A solid movie. It's just yeah. again, it's got too much in it. So I was keeping yeah. track as we were going through all of our lists. We didn't agree on a single ranking. Some some of us agreed. We got the closest on uh, three, two, one, whereas both Joel and I ranked number three and possibly Matt, if he redid his schedule, three at three. And then he and I both did five at two and six at one. You guys both did six at two and five at one. Yeah. Um, and you both had seven at three, which uh, I had at four and Joel had at five. Otherwise, kind of crazy one- that like the, the, the top three. We're not the same for everyone, but literally 50-50. Yeah. Uh, nine was really close. It was either nine, eight, or seven for everybody. Matt had it the highest at nine. Uh, Joel and I had it both at eight. And then uh, Ryan had nine at nine. Uh, and then X, I think, was the closest. X and two were the closest in agreeance 
on everybody. X was either seven or six, and two yeah. was either six or five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, all kind of tracks. But it's interesting when we do these rankings. Like, oh, we for how much we argue every episode, we end up usually agreeing. <laughs> I think what's quite like you could put like, you could put all that into some sort of like spreadsheet thing as well, and you'd, there'd be some way of working out like an overall ranking or something. Yeah. I'm sure we could. It, that would just take more effort than I'm willing to put oh in. Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not suggesting yeah. we do that. Yeah. We yeah, would like, all agree on Hobbs and Shaw if Ryan wasn't fucking so hard against poor movie number four. <laughs> I mean, my, Hobbs and Shaw was at number 20 on my list. Yeah, there's only 11 films. <laughs> at so. least there's action in Hobbs and Shaw. There's action in four. Yeah. They, yeah. When? And it's better directed action in four. It's definitely Bullshit. better directed. Definitely Bullshit. better directed action. Bullshit. Either way... I really enjoyed doing this Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> this was a good one. Am I wrong? Like this is a no. fun one. No, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a very it yeah. a good call. I mean, yeah. it took us a couple of years to actually get there to do it because of you? conversations we had where you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it if it, you're going to be that negative yeah, because of Matt. <laughs> we this took so long to get here because of Matt, but. Yeah, well, but then we brought you. on Ryan, and I had more weight on my side to actually like fight for it. So it's all been a long con to get. And, I, to and I changed your opinion on four. So and you changed my opinion out. on four. Not oh, yeah. that much though, because you didn't you didn't change it to the point where you think it's that Be- Hobbs and Shaw is that's better. That's fine. That's fine. I'm no, not saying just... Hobbs and Shaw is a, is a you know Oscar worthy you know movie like Fast Eight is. <laughs> <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw makes Fast Eight an Oscar winning. It does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, some bad movies. But uh, yeah, either way, I think this is a really fun one. I, and I like because we did have a roller coaster of quality. And this time it wasn't related to horror, which has been every other time we've done these. Um, this one had a, it's a little bit different of a roller coaster where there's they're good in the middle somehow. Um, I, I'm really well, like an actual roller coaster. We'll see you <laughs> next. Our next binge is, I mean, I, I think that all four of them are quality films. Now, do I think the second one is definitely lacking? Yes, because I think they have a nutshell that they have to, to fit in. But man, so, three and four are so good. So right. I want to do my brief experience with John Wick. I saw the first one and went, this is great. I don't need any more John Wick. So, <laughs> so it'll be I interesting. Did this, I did the same thing. And then I went to two just because it was out. And I'm like, all right, I might as well go to two. And by the end of two, I'm like, this is i'm done like this is too much when he's doing like the walk through central park and everyone's like is he gonna kill him? is he gonna kill him? He, i'm like i get i get I'm gonna say I, I can justify that i can i know can everyone, justify that. so many people have justified to me justified it to me and i still say it was shot poorly and it ruined the end of the movie on top mm. of already a pretty movie so i was very very out by the end of two so i'm excited to give another shot i have not watched it again since theaters so i i owe the movie another watch maybe i'll like it more this time um but yeah, so we're coming up with is it where do we land on the title? Is it bullets to beagles? Beagles to bullets? Are we including, including Beagles to Bullets makes more sense beagles given the context. Yeah, bullets, bullets to Beagles also makes a lot of sense because it Oh yeah, Ryan's just showing off his collection. I bought mine digitally like a fool. Uh, <laughs> I still think we should put Baba Yaga in there just because he is the Baba Yaga. I mean that's fair, but it you already is, got like, your I like I like Beagles to Bullets. <laughs> beagles to Bullets. Beagles of Bullets. I have that. But then this is when the really good stuff comes in. Steelbook. Oh. I'm a big Steelbook fan. They're all 4K, these, by the way. Oh, of course. And then another Steelbook. But what is great about this one... Is the reflection of your computer screen so we can barely see it? 
That is pretty cool. But what I also have, because great for a visual medium, by the way. Yeah, yeah this is great or for an audio medium. medium. You can you, you know, can cut all is you can cut this out. all out. But I also have. It's oh. an airsoft version, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the Pit Viper from Fall. You know, oh. and it's very nice. In, <laughs> it's in not looking. It's an airsoft version because I a I can't buy a real gun in this country, and b I can't afford eight thousand dollars on a gun. That's fair. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna stand behind you and just when we get the two, I can't wait to you know because I can't stand Ruby Rose like no me neither. Yeah, I, I there's, know. A, she's, there's a she's lot not good too I it. don't like, but I'm gonna give it a shot. And I haven't seen three or four, so this is the most blind I've ever been going into a binge buddy season. So uh, I, I'm very excited for that. I think uh, like two, two is a better film when you've seen the rest of it. Yeah, I think it it, does, it it kind of makes sense as to like where they kept start pushing the world a bit more, and then it's fleshed out more in three and four, and, and it is better. Okay, because I like I like the storming of the continental. That was one of my favorite sequences. It's but very good. Get into that when we get into the show. Yeah, we're getting yeah. to that next. So I one of my favorite sequences in the whole series though is actually. Fuck! Two. I opened the door for Matt. He's you going. <laughs> don't no, no, don't get him going. He won't. Stop very here. quickly. Very quick. Hold on. My favorite. My favorite. And there he goes. Great. And. Uh, <laughs> So sorry, man. <laughs> I don't know if he's trying to shoot me or Brian. Right. I gotta, I gotta ask him to unmute and see if that works. But I'm just so glad that that worked. Uh, I've been wanting to mute somebody since like the dawn of this show. Uh, Should I shoot both of you? <laughs> you both deserve a bullet. All right, so we got to say our farewells to Fast and Furious, and be sure to tune in next when we talk John Wick, and then when we talk the next franchise after that, because we have a plan. I'm not going to say it here, but I just can't believe that we have another one already planned. And then I already have I'm the one after that that I want to do. I was going to say, I'm potentially third, you haven't told us, but you said no, that I you have you the third what the next one. Is. But yeah, mm. I've got like a whole bunch of shows lined up, which is new for Binge Buddies, so we're prepared. Not our style, so we're going to see... I'm going to say, this is weird. I don't like this. (laughs) I even sent out a worksheet for today's episode. Like, I didn't just send out, like, a Facebook message. Just, like, make a list. (laughs) I I didn't use it. Fuck you, Ryan. (laughs) I I did. I I used the... the, um, Fuck, what do you call them? The the, the materials? The revision? Provided materials? Provided materials, thank you. The The study notes? Yeah. I, I, I use the provided materials. You can Thank cut you, all Matt. me stumbling before out. I know I'm, you won't, but I'm gonna oh, definitely I'm, gonna, uh, I'm gonna say it there and then you can leave it me asking you to cut it out in here. We're getting real meta here. Yeah, and leave myself refusing, and that's great. Um <laughs> but I'm done spinning my wheels. I, I think we've done it. We don't usually do plugs in the wrap-up episode, so I'm gonna skip those again unless anybody has something very important they need to plug. No, no plugs. Great. Um not like my, my family misses me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very important plug, and I think mine does too. Uh, I have no family. So tune in next week. We might take a break off. We usually do a week off in between series. I'm not sure if we're going to this time. We're going to figure it out. Um, but yeah, John Wick next. Bullets to Beagles. Beagles to Bullets. Beagles to Bullets. Beagles to Bullets makes more sense, but Bullets to Beagles makes me think like a bullet is going in the Beagle, which that's where my head goes. That's what we may lose viewers. We may lose listeners. Either way, I'm going to fuck up the title every week, every way. Either way, so, you know, fuck it. Until the rank. Until the rank, and then I'll nail it. All right, thank you everyone so much for listening. We'll see you soon, I guess. See? I can't talk to you today. Bye. Bye.